Hey everybody, welcome to our discipleship journey at Beach Church. We are so excited that you chose to be with us today. We will be listening to a piece of scripture. You'll be hearing some thoughts from one of our writers about that scripture, and we'll be giving you some questions for you to think about and consider, and maybe explore what God is doing in your heart. Our discipleship journey is designed to help you see that God is near and that he wants to have a meaningful relationship with you. So get comfortable, open up your heart and your mind, and let's explore what God has for us today. Hey everyone, this is Emmanuel Escobar. We are reading week 16 of the discipleship journey. We will be reading through the book of Acts chapter 27, verse 27, moving down all the way to chapter 28, verse 31. Acts 27, verse 27. About midnight on the fourteenth night of the storm, as we were being driven across the Sea of Adria, the sailors sensed land was near. They dropped out a weighted line and found that the water was a hundred and twenty feet deep, but a little later they measured again and found it was only ninety feet deep. At this rate they were afraid we would soon be driven against the rocks along the shore, so they threw out four anchors from the back of the ship and prayed for daylight. Then the sailors tried to abandon the ship. They lowered the lifeboat as though they were going to put out anchors from the front of the ship. But Paul said to the commanding officers and the soldiers, You will all die unless the sailors stay aboard. So the soldiers cut the ropes to the lifeboat and let it drift away. Just as the day was dawning, Paul urged everyone to eat. You have been so worried that you haven't touched food for two weeks, he said. Please eat something now for your own good, for not a hair of your heads will perish. Then he took some bread, gave thanks to God before them all, and broke off a piece and ate it. Then everyone was encouraged and began to eat, all 276 of us who were on board. After eating, the crew lightened the ship further by throwing the cargo of wheat overboard. When morning dawned, they didn't recognize the coast, but they saw a bay with a beach and wondered if they could get to shore by running the ship aground. So they caught off the anchors and left them in the sea. Then they lowered the rudders, raised the foresail, and headed towards the shore. But they hit a shoal and ran the ship to the ground too soon. The bow of the ship stuck fast, while the stern was repeatedly smashed by the force of the waves and began to break apart. The soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape, but the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul, so he didn't let them carry out the plan. Then he ordered all who could swim to jump overboard first and make for land. The others held onto planks or debris from the broken ship, so everyone escaped safely to shore. Once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. The people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake, driven out by the heat, bit him on the hand. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, A murderer, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided he was a god. Near the shore, where we landed, was an estate belonging to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us and treated us kindly, 
for three days. As it happened, Publius's father was ill with a fever and dysentery. Paul went in and prayed for him, and laying his hands on him, he healed him. Then all the other sick people in the island came and were healed. As a result, we were showered with honors, and when the time came to sell, people supplied us with everything we would need for the trip. It was three months after the shipwreck that we set sail on another ship that had wintered at the island, an Alexandrian ship with the twin gods as its figurehead. Our first stop was Syracuse, where we stayed three days. From there, we sailed across to Regium. A day later, a south wind began blowing, so the following day, we sailed up to the coast to Potoli. There, we found some believers who invited us to spend the week with them, and so we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters in Rome had heard we were coming, and they came to meet us at the Forum on the Appian Way. Others joined us at the three taverns. When Paul saw them, he was encouraged and thanked God. When we arrived in Rome, Paul was permitted to have his own private lodging, though he was guarded by a soldier. Three days after Paul's arrival, he called together the local Jewish leaders, and he said to them, Brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Roman government. And even though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors, the Romans tried me and wanted to release me because they found no cause for the death sentence. But when the Jewish leaders protested the decision, I felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar, even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people. I ask you to come here today so we could get acquainted and so that I could explain to you that I am bound with this chain because I believe that the hope of Israel, the Messiah, has already come. They replied, We have had no letters from Judea or reports against you from anyone who has come here. But we want to hear what you believe, for the only thing we know about this movement is that it is denounced everywhere. So a time was set, and on that day a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. He explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried to persuade them about Jesus from the scriptures. Using the law of Moses and the books of the prophets, he spoke to them from morning until evening. Some were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this final word from Paul. The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet, Go and say to this people, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of those people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. So I want you to know that this salvation from God has also been offered to the Gentiles, and they will accept it. For the next two years, Paul lived in Rome at his own expense. He welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, and no one tried to stop. Week 16 Journal Entry After two weeks of being driven across the sea, the crew senses that they're approaching land. The crew cuts the lifeboats away to prevent anyone from leaving so that they will all be saved. Despite the hardships they have endured, 
and the fear they all faced, Paul encouraged them to eat, but not before pausing to give thanks before breaking the bread. The crew tries to beach the ship, but they run aground on a sandbar and the ship is broken up. All 276 men make it to shore, some by swimming, some by floating on broken pieces of the ship. While on Malta, the crew and prisoners are greeted with hospitality, but there was work to be done, and the Holy Spirit was there. All of the sick on the island were healed, beginning with Publius' father. The people of Malta blessed them with provisions needed to complete their journey. Paul is greeted warmly by fellow believers when he arrives in Rome, and is allowed to live under house arrest. As was his custom, he shared the gospel with the Jews first, sharing his story and declaring to all who would listen that Jesus was the Messiah, foretold by Moses and the prophets. He then took the message to the Gentiles. It was during this two-year period that he wrote the prison letters, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. Week 16 Discussion Questions Take a moment to put yourself in the shipwreck scene. Smell the salt air, hear the wind and calls for help. Feel the waves crashing over you and taste the salt water as you head for the shore. Do you feel God's providence and protection? Or are you being honest with yourself and just trying to survive the chaos and get to shore? Question 2. What are some of the things you can do to maintain your faith when life gets chaotic? Question 3. This part of the story ends with Paul in prison, not the best circumstances. Despite his circumstances, he welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all the boldness and without hindrance. What are some of the things you can do now to walk out your faith in spite of your circumstances? Thank you again for joining us in this last week of our discipleship journey. I cannot believe that we just journeyed through the Word of God for 16 weeks, and I hope that you have drawn closer to His heart and understand how much He cares about you. We cannot wait for the next season of the discipleship journey coming in spring 2024. Until then, if you want to revisit some of our content, feel free to go to beachchurchjacks.com slash discipleship journey to find the written journal as well as the links to the Spotify playlist and even the PDF that you can download as well. We cannot wait for spring 2024. See you guys then. All scripture quotations are taken from the Holy Bible, New Living Translation, copyright 1996-2004-2015 by Tyndall House Foundation. Used by permission of Tyndall House Publishers, Carol Stream.